go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Just another tricky day for you. Tricked out trucks. Tricked out drugs. Ladies with tricks. What about a tricked out ankle? I mean, are you kidding me? Let me... Trevor Lawrence practiced today? I, I mean... My, I, I, I mean, uh, you know, it, what, what, after what we witnessed on Monday night, you are trying to tell me that this kid, you can't measure his heart. You can't measure the pain tolerance. And I know that it was pointing up. All right? I talked about it yesterday with a couple of different people, including John Osher who joins me every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, and I heard it, and I heard him. Okay, I watch the press conferences. I do each and every week, and and I'm still like, you know, the part of the brain. In in this case, it's like the entire brain. It's like, whoa. It's like, back off, man. And it's five games remaining. You're an 8-4 and football team. You got a monster matchup on the road against Cleveland. It's not a... Must-win game. You're not in a must-win situation. You're eight and four. You have a one-game lead in the AFC South. I know with what did transpire on Monday night, all of those dreams of a bye and all of those dreams of a top seed. All right, at least for the time being, that has been pushed to the back burner. But I don't think it's murderer's row. You have two difficult games. Those are the next two. The three after that, you should win going away. It's the only franchise in the NFL that has not lost yet outside of Jacksonville, undefeated on the road. Frankly, I think trends historically tell us that Jacksonville's probably going to lose one of those games. And if that's the case, I think it's Sunday. I do. We'll make our picks a little bit later on the show. I already announced my pick on today's edition of Death, Taxes, and Duval, uh, which is our Jaguar podcast that I do alongside Hayes Carline, but uh, history has just told us that you don't go undefeated on the road. So if you were to look at it that way, you're probably going to give one back. Wouldn't be, wouldn't this be the one uh, to give back as opposed to, you know, Tampa on Christmas Eve or, you know, that season ender, which is going to be against Tennessee, and who knows what these set of cir- circumstances are going to be then. I mean, how much will Tennessee really be playing for at that particular time. And will Jacksonville have their playoff fate already set, whether it's where you want it or it's not? Uh, Only time will tell. But this story is incredible. It really is. It, It deserves all the hype it's getting. And I think there's even some of you out there that are like, I'm not surprised. I know in my profession... That is so hard to say. I'm surprised. I didn't expect that. My hand's up. There is no way when he slammed his helmet 
down on the ground, and when I saw the replay of the roll, and then I saw the replay after the roll of Walker Little falling down on the ankle, that you would tell me that he'd be ready to play a football game in six days. This is a mammoth story right here in Duval. And again, it's such a feel-good situation. Whether he goes or not on Sunday, when I and just ask yourself this. When you watched it, whether you were at the stadium or you were at home, what immediately went through your head, right? I'll tell you what I thought. Oh, gosh. I hope it's not for the remainder of the year. I hope it's not broken. I hope it's not a major sprain. You know, just try to get him ready, even if the Jaguars now fall to a wild card spot or still pick up um, the AFC South. And right now they would be currently the number four seed uh, in the AFC. You still get to host a first-round playoff game. And that's what I was thinking. Then all of a sudden, you know, all of these Internet doctors started popping up all over Twitter. I'll, I'll give some of them credit. Apparently, they saw it with the eye. They saw the roll. They saw the fall down on the ankle. And, you know, we I was kind of mocking it. I was absolutely mocking it. I mean, how can you tell by watching something like that on television? Maybe legitimately doctors can. Uh, certainly, I can't. I thought it was a lot worse than it was. And we started to hear inklings with this week being different, obviously be a, being a short week. Um you know, him walking out yesterday, speaking to the media with no boot was a shock. And to hear him say what he said and how much, as a matter of fact, let's go back to what he said yesterday just to kind of uh, set the scene here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, let's see, this is, um, uh, that's Peterson, actually. I, I guess it is the, the very first cut. Uh, Let's go to Trevor Lawrence yesterday when he was asked about his ankle. I feel a lot better. I feel really, you know, I feel a lot better than I would have thought I'd feel. You know, I'm very fortunate. I'm thankful that it wasn't a worse injury, you know, than what, what I kind of thought it was on the field. So I'm, I'm thankful for that, you know, just some flexibility. You know, Will, my guy in the in the weight room that, that trains me and stuff, is he doing a good job. Needs a, needs a raise or something. So he's doing <laughs> – He's doing a good job, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just thankful, and I appreciate all the people, the thoughts and prayers, and um, thankfully it wasn't anything serious, but you know that stuff means a lot, and it worked. You know, I'm feeling feeling good, so I'm thankful for that. Been some turnover since Urban Meyer. You know, you went from Urban to obviously Doug Peterson. Um, a lot of things have changed, including my position. Okay, I'm no longer the sideline reporter. Uh, you you see that things do change, and. Um, that's common in every field, in, in every profession. They have been able to keep a lot of these same doctors together, the medical staff together, the trainers together. Um, I don't even know what the job description would be for uh, some others that are part of the staff that are not doctors but are involved in um, – rehabilitation, treatment, exercise, uh, you know, things along those lines. I, I'm not going to throw out all their names right now. I, I'm not going to get into that. But they're, they're really good people. They are. I mean, Jacksonville hires good people. Right? It goes back to that bogus Colin 
cowherd thing about the card earlier in the week. And again, when the national media is lazy and they just throw stuff out there and pick on Duval, it really fires me up. I know it fires you up as well. It's a lot of good folks behind the scenes in this organization. And, and Trevor just pointed to that. They're working. There's, you know, they're doing everything they possibly can uh, to get this man ready. I'm still in kind of a reserve mode here. How do you feel about it, JJ? I mean, the way I am right now is kind of like, okay, this news is incredible, but I don't care. Let, sit him out this weekend, give him an extra week, although I've known this forever. Players don't think that way, and coaches don't think that way. Guys like me who never played the game, we think this way. And the weather scares me as well. You know, it's supposed to be a little nasty up there on Sunday. The lack of a starting left tackle caliber player Ooh. has me very scared. You know, Blake Hance, I, I believe I heard today that the new guy, Ezra Cleveland, was taking snaps at you tackle. You did. So I, I, I'm worried about more than just the injury. I'm worried about what could potentially happen, say he gets yeah. sacked a few times and right. re-aggravates it. Yeah, I, but... I'm not out there at practice. I'm not seeing how loose he is or how tight he is. I'm not sure, but they're going to play him. Because um, like you said, these guys think totally differently. They, to, to us, they do. we're like, hey, they could afford to lose that game. To them, they're like, oh, this is huge. Yeah. We have to win this game for the division. I, or, there's a team's game back. We got a, uh, we got a text on Tuesday. Our text line is 641-1010, and it's brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. And – I laughed at it. The text said, Baloo, do you think Trevor will at least start and get out there to keep his consecutive game streak going? And I'm thinking the guy's in his third year. You know, <laughs> he's played, what, 45, 46 games. I'm like, that didn't even enter the conversation. I, I kind of laughed at the question, even though I subscribed to the theory that no question is a bad question. This ended up being a great question, okay? Um I don't think that's the reason, but him just wanting to be out there with his football team is what it's all about. And, and I also want to say this, and I don't want to misrepresent, okay? I don't want to put it in a category where you could single out others and point fingers to others, but I'm going to say it this way. The Jaguars' list right now is lengthy. They have a ton of guys who are beaten up. I've always believed that it's not about pain tolerance, that all of these guys are tough. They're gladiators. It comes down to, can you do your job? Okay? Can you do your job effectively? Can you provide the burst that you need? Can you do whatever it is that you're supposed to do close to the best of your ability, or is it just going to give out on you? With that said, if you're another guy on this team, whether it's right now or it's in the future, and you see what did occur on Monday night and how you could hear a pin drop at the bank and how frustrated Trevor Lawrence was, and those players as well, it has to be in their back it has to be in the back of their mind. Some of them right there in the front of their mind. Now, you know, as a professional, you're trained to put that stuff away 
and go on out and, and do your job and you'll, you'll deal with it after, after the fact. But when you see this guy who was hurt the way that he was and he is doing everything in now three days to get back out on the field and play a game on Sunday, that has to rub off on the rest of the team. And I don't think that's the case if you're a backup offensive lineman. I don't think that's the case if you're a sixth wide receiver. I don't think that's the case if you're a backup nickel or a backup dime or something like that. I also don't think it's the case if it's just another starter. I don't. I I, I think there are separate rules for separate guys. We've seen quarterbacks around here who would turn the other cheek. Do you think Blaine Gabbert would get himself ready? Do you think Blaine Gabbert? I mean, just, I'm not going to single out Blaine now. He's been beaten up forever, okay? But just, there's not a lot of former first-round draft picks that you can reference. He happens to be one. I think Leftwich was a tough guy. We saw what he did at Marshall, for crying out loud, on one leg. I think Blake Bortles was a tough guy. If he was able to do it, he would. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm making too big of a deal out of this. Uh, I, I, I hope I'm not. This is just out of this world uh, to think that this man is going to be able to play coming up on Sunday. So, you know, let's begin with that. We are going to um, do a lot of interesting things tonight. I, I am not with you tomorrow. I've got an off day. Uh, got a big round of golf scheduled uh, and a police concert tomorrow night. At least it's the police in my mind uh, with, with Andy Summers, the former lead uh, guitarist in that great threesome, along with Stuart Copeland and Stang, who neither of the two will uh, be present. I almost never take off during football season. I just don't. Why would you? There's so much to get into. And honestly, the reason why I never take off during football season is I feel as though, why do I want to leave when I love my job? And it feels like whenever I do leave, a major story is going to break. And obviously, with the games that are ongoing, there's so much to get into. I I just, I got some things that I need to do tomorrow with some buddies and a client and some other stuff. So I I decided to take one off. So this is it. This is my final show for this week. Uh, I'll obviously be back on Monday along with JJ from 6 until 8. So this is your final opportunity to get stuff in, okay? 641-1010 on the text line. That's brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. And I I, I do want to tell you that where I'm at right now, and again, I, I think as an analyst, I think as a host, I don't think as a player. I'm not qualified to think as, uh, as a player. I'm not even close to being qualified to think of things like Trevor Lawrence does. I'm also not qualified to think about things the way that Doug Peterson does. My mind says, no, no. This is all so encouraging, but no. Save them. Save them for another week. Save them for Baltimore. But I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell me what you think. And I'm never going to tell you what you can do and what you can't do. It, that, that's just a waste of time.
But I tell you who I don't want you to be. I don't want you to be that guy. Or I don't want you to be that girl. Own it. If you want to play him, and you say you want to play him, if he re-injures it, don't come in here next week and say, oh, you should have never played him. Okay? Own it. If you think he's a tough guy, and this is a tough league, and if he says he's ready, and the doctors clear him, you want to play him, let me know. 641-1010 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. If you're more like me, if you're more like JJ, and you're like, whoa, let's pump the brakes here a little bit, get him ready for a week from Sunday. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go through Cleveland's injury report on the other side. Cleveland's more beaten up than Jacksonville. Cleveland is ravaged with injuries. If you think that way as well, 641-1010, same drill for you on our text line. Again, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. All right, Sean Merriman in about 25 minutes. Make that about 20 minutes. Uh, Sean, the former NFL football player, uh, bare-knuckle fight coming up again this weekend, the the bare-knuckle fights. I think it's the third or fourth time we've had Sean on. Always enjoy his input. We'll certainly preview uh, his promotion. Uh, But as always, we'll get to him on the very latest uh, with the Jaguars. And and I'm going to ask him that question, as a matter of fact, because I made a big deal about a quarterback getting himself ready. What about a tough linebacker like Sean Merriman? I mean, does it rub off? Would it rub off on other players? I'll ask him that question. I think it would. But again, I didn't play the game. Maybe it doesn't. Um, I'm going to ask him that. So that's coming up with Sean Merriman. That's about 20 minutes uh, away as well tonight. We'll make our picks, and uh, we got a whole heck of a lot of good stuff to do right here on a Thursday edition. All right, opening comments brought to you by Schmunez Vision. All right, Dr. Catherine Schmunez is fellowship trained in cornea cataract surgery, all refractive surgery. Yeah, sounds interesting, right? Sounds intriguing. You may not know what re- refractive surgery is or what issues you could have with your cornea. Of course, the older you get, you've heard about cataract. Right, Everyone seems to have an issue. Not everyone, but every other one seems to have an issue with it. And you may have heard some horror stories. Uh, that's fair. A lot of people are especially sensitive when it comes to their eyes. And, and they don't want to have to hear if there is an issue. Hey, you may have a problem with your cataract, but it may not need surgery. There may be another remedy for you. Your best bet is just to go to ShmunezVision.com. Everything is self-explanatory for you. I want to tell you that I just love what they do because they're honest and they're quick and you can trust them, okay? I mean, again, eight and a half years ago, Dr. Neil Schmidt looked at my eye and said, man, you need surgery tomorrow. And he took me in. He wasn't even, I think he had an off day or something. He said, no, we'll, we'll do it. This needs to be out of there immediately. I called here, asked, said, hey, I, I got I to have surgery. I'm like, take it off. Bam, go in, take it out, cancerous, removed eight and a half years ago. Every time I go for a normal checkup, it's perfect. No issues whatsoever. You look at my face, I got a tiny little divot in there, but that, that's what was supposed to happen. And, hey, listen, I mean, this face is taking a punch. You want to take a little divot out of the right part of my eye, uh, that's fine, okay? The bottom line is that I'm healthy, at least my eyes are healthy. And I'm not saying they're going to take a divot out of your eye. I don't want to misrepresent. Uh, but anyway, just check them out. They're phenomenal. ShmunezVision.com. Absolutely love them. 
located out at the beach. All right, when we do return, let's get after it. Let's talk more about the Jaguars and the Browns. Um, Plenty to do right here on a Thursday edition, our final show of the week. It's great to have you with you right here on a Thursday night. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Going to be busy tomorrow. Uh, see if I can find my way through the Blue Crab Crab House before the Andy Summer Show coming up tomorrow night. The first band I ever saw was the police. Back in 1981, I believe it was. It was the Fix, the Flock of Seagulls, and the Police, the Synchronicity Tour in Foxborough, Massachusetts, where the uh, the Patriots play. Not not a bad uh, threesome in a stadium show. And stadium shows then, compared to stadium shows now, are, are night and day because the equipment is, uh, is so much better. But that was a whole heck of a lot of fun. Hey, the Blue Crab Crab House, if you're looking for a stocking stuffer, you can get a $50 gift certificate right now. It costs you 50 bucks, but it's worth 65 bucks. So when you stuff it in the stocking and whoever gets it opens it, it's worth $65, but it's only going to cost you 50. All right? That's the Blue Crab Crab House right off of San Jose, located on Julington Creek. Road. As a matter of fact, I thought Derek was going to play with us tomorrow, Derek Trucks, but he he left, um, says he was all fired up listening to me talk about Florida State. He and his wife uh, went to their farm in uh, in southern Georgia, so he'll be back soon, but um, we talked about getting back over to the Blue Crab Crab House. The uh, Tedeschi Trucks live right down the road, and uh, it certainly is one of Jacksonville's Staples. All right, the 6574 says Trevor's going to play on Sunday. He has that dog in him. He can't let another quarterback like Pat Mahomes go out there with a high ankle sprain and him not go out there with the same high ankle sprain. Pat went out the same game. I know the injury, yada, 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 but the perception Trevor wants to be perceived as a tough guy. This is a really good text. And and let me add something about this because I think I may have – perhaps misrepresented what I meant about injured players. And I think I went down the road of other injured players getting healthy. That's only part of it. I'm talking about guys who are beaten up who are playing. I'm talking about guys who are healthy who are playing. The lost part of that story in last year's divisional playoff game loss, Jacksonville had four or five early pressures On Patrick Mahomes, he got hurt. You brought in Henny. He orchestrated a 98-yard drive, taking six minutes and 30 seconds off. And the offensive line, the ridiculed offensive line in Kansas City was freaking outstanding for Chad Henny and for Patrick Mahomes when he returned. That's a part of it that I tried to say earlier. And again, this is why I go to you as a listener, because many of you out there are brilliant and you bring great ideas to the show and great comments to the show. And I'm not afraid uh, to give credit uh, to this case to 6574, who really is one of my best friends. Um, 
he just doesn't know it yet. But it's true. If Lawrence is out there on Sunday and you have an injury, anyone else in that football team, how can you not be motivated? How, how can that not spark you to give 110% every single play because of that reason? I believe it's a factor. <clears throat> 1220 blue, tape it up, cortisone shot, and send them in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, where was I want to get one more in here before we bring in Sean Merriman. God, I'm getting so many. Does anyone get texts like we do? I mean, I you know, I, I know we get a lot of female requests. You're married. I'm not. I, we get a lot of those, and we don't talk about it here on the radio. But does anyone get texts? Like we do here on Into the Night? No. Maybe like if someone has a anti-gator take that's off the chain or something like that, it'll blow up or whatever. But on a consistent basis, no. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, sorry, I'm reading this and trying to figure out if I could read it on air or not. Uh, not because I don't know how to read, but whether or not it would be suitable. Uh, for our listeners. Again, every once in a while, you guys are tricky, too. You try to sneak one by me. Like the last sentence will be like, they'll have a paragraph, and then the last sentence will be... It's like Ron Burgundy and, you know, like... <laughs> what was when they Anchorman? When they put the stuff up in the teleprompter, and it, it's like, yeah, some, some of you guys and gals out there think that, you know, you can just write something on here. Like, blue? That blue guy, right? Isn't he Florida State educated? Oh, by the way, is he even really Florida State educated? Has anyone ever actually seen his degree? Mm. Um, It is hanging in my office. And Bernie Schleiger, oh, by the way. I think it was his final uh, penmanship uh, his last year in 1991. But, uh, yeah, that that does come down every once in a while. They're like, hey, I know, we'll get him. I'll sneak in a four-letter word. And he's not clever enough that he'll spit it out and then he'll be begging for forgiveness. All right. Getting a lot on this. And I, and I, I'm going to stay with it because it's so important. It, it really is. I mean, this is your quarterback. It, you, your opinions are outstanding. It, it, but you're not changing me, okay? I wouldn't play him. I, I'm about four games after and I'm about the month of January. I'm about the playoffs, Okay. But the more I say it, the more I believe there's a chance that this guy really does play because he's like, he don't want to listen to someone like me say, hey, rest, man, rest it up, get ready for ball. This man's a, this man's a competitor. This man's an athlete. This man wants to win. And Doug Peterson knows that as a former quarterback himself. So this is really going to be Pretty cool uh, to see what does take place here on Friday and Saturday. Obviously, we probably will not know until 90 minutes before kick on Sunday. That'll be at 1130. And, of course, we'll have that for you right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. All right, much more of your feedback on the other side. Also, we'll talk with Sean Merriman. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. All right, we always enjoy our uh, our conversations with uh, Sean Merriman. Uh, he's involved now with the bare-knuckle fighting, and he has been for quite some time. We've had him on three or four different times to 
promote differing events that uh, he is certainly a part of, and he joins us now as he goes into the night with Rick Ballou. Sean, great to have you back. Hey, what's up, my man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I, I'm looking at your latest now. It's coming up January 6th at the Thunder Studios out in Long Beach. Looks like you got yourself a pretty good card, some more bare-knuckle fighting on the cusp. Yeah, well, well, this is MMA. We don't <laughs> – it's no bare-knuckle, even though I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, taking a bare-knuckle myself. But, uh, yeah, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 13, uh, Saturday, January 6th, live on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports at 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, you, you got the card right there. We got uh, two fantastic, uh, brilliant, aggressive women that's going to tie the headline this card and Abby Montez and Jackie uh, Catalina. These two ladies are going to throw down. Uh, normally, I don't get involved in the matchmaking much, but I deal with this one. This one is going to be explosive. So make sure you guys tune in January 6th, Saturday, um, live on Football TV, Football Sports, Lights Out Extreme Fight. All right. So um, I appreciate that. How do you go about looking for talent for fights like this? I mean, how, I, I imagine it's more accessible now because of – you know, the internet and, and videos of guys can be sent your way, but how do you get involved in, in finding the right fighters for events like this? Well, you know, for one, I got, got great matchmakers who kind of been in the business for a long time, but myself, man, I've been running the sport for 17 years. You know, I've probably trained in between boxing and MMA gyms, about 30 different gyms in the country. So when, when that happens, you know, the coaches, you know, the managers, you know, the people in the business. And also too, you know, we're we're our last fight. We jumped ninety percent viewership on Fubo. Um, you know, we're we're in the six figures now of people watching live, and then Bali's the week later. So you know, people the fighters are starting to call, man. Uh, they're you know, social media tagging, reaching out to us, DMs. I mean, it's it's all over. So when you have this much excitement going on, um, people want to come and fight for lights out of training fights. I know I asked you this before. You've been doing things out there uh, for the most part. West Coast um, is a trip to the state of Florida possible in the future. I, I am trying my best, man. I, it, it's so many fighters out there. And it's funny because there's not enough promotion. Um, right. We, we would we would uh, absolutely love to come out there. Um, you know, great fight fan base down there in Florida as well. Um, I was just uh, I've been out to you know I was in. You know, Miami a few weeks ago. I was in Tampa a few weeks before that. Um, and I actually uh, I come out to Jacksonville every year for Tim Tebow's, um, you know, celebrity golf tournament there. So, you know, I spent quite a bit of time in Florida myself. I cannot wait to bring a fight there. Yeah, love to have it. I mean, obviously, we've, we've had the UFC here. And uh, Ken Shamrock just came through with some bare knuckle. Jorge Masvidal came through. So we'd love to have Sean Merriman come through as well. Uh, Saturday, January 6th at the Thunder Studios in Long Beach, California. It's a uh, it's a real good card uh, set here, and it's live on Fubo Sports. Correct, Sean? Yep, yep. It'll be live, live on Fubo Sports, Fubo TV. So if you guys don't have Fubo, make sure you get it. Did you see the injury Monday night of Trevor Lawrence? I did. I did. He practiced today on a limited basis, and you know, I, I, you know, I don't speak for the fan base, but there was a feeling of doom and gloom, and the season's over and it's done. Can you believe that a quarterback is putting himself in a position three days later to possibly play this weekend in Cleveland? Well, you know, well, first of all, he, he probably will feel a lot better in practice if he used the cart and didn't walk back. 
Um, oh, oh no! You're not a you're not. Don't tell me you're part of the Colin Cowherd conspiracy here. No, no. I, I was just saying. Look, that, that's a long walk, and and I laugh because us, us uh, you know, football players in general, right? We all think we're Superman, and it's like, dude, just get on the car. Let's go back and take a look at it. I was just happy because you know somebody who's torn his. I tore my Achilles before. I've seen you know six big players this year leave leave this for the season because of their Achilles. And so you're seeing that, and, I, and he went down. The first thing I thought was, oh, oh, man, Achilles. And so they showed that other angle of the offensive lineman basically stepping on his on his leg. And so I was relieved, man, because, you know, that Achilles, if something like that happened, and it's not easy this year, you even got to worry about it. Now we're talking about the start of next year. So that, I'm sure that was a relief for Jacksonville Jaguars fans. Um, but, yeah, he, you know, he, he I, I personally, I, this is me personally, and I sometimes um, people – I don't understand when I say this. I just wish the, the the training staff, when you got a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's your franchise quarterback, I know that they need to win right now and whatnot. He has a high ankle sprain. I don't care how you look at it, mid or low, it doesn't matter. He's not going to be 100%. And when you go and tweak that thing again, now you're talking about longer time. Mm, yeah. Uh, by the way, they, the car was available. He waved it off. He's a tough guy. He, he didn't want I, – and I don't know if it's um, – the dog in him. I mean, can you appreciate that? Do you not accept that? That you know that he. Do you feel either way about it? Uh, look, I, I would. I would uh, call myself a pretty, pretty tough guy. I played with some gruesome injuries. I played through a lot of pain, um, and I'm jumping on that car. <laughs> you know, like it's. There's no way. Um, you know, if he had a shoulder injury, a elbow injury, something like that. I mean, he had a lower body injury. You would like your your star quarterback to take care of himself or the trainers force him to get on the cart until they can figure out more of what's going on. Um, but yeah. Um, all right, well, let's wrap it up with this, Sean, then we'll uh, certainly promote your event coming up once again. I like what you said about the injury here. I never played the game. It's easy for me to sit here and say, no, rest him a week, get him ready for Baltimore a week from Sunday under the lights. If he does play, what type of effect do you believe this has on the rest of the team after they witness that injury, yet in a short week, he comes back and plays again? It's one of those things, man, where people are pat you on the back for being tough and fighting through it. You're going, to gain, you're going to gain some respect from your teammates, but ultimately, long-term, you are hurting not only yourself, but you're hurting your team if you're out there playing hurt. And I'm not no, – I'm sorry, out there playing injured. Hurt, we all – we all as football players, we know every game you walk in, there's something to hurt on your body. An elbow, lower back, knee, ankle, wrist, shoulder, something, something's hurting. Um, but he's out there playing with injury, and that's an injury that if he tweaks that anymore, we're talking about four to six weeks. So if, if I was them, and I, and I wish that more training staff do this, go and make the decision for the player and say, look, you can play this week. You probably can fight through it, but if this happens, you're done. Mm. But it's you're done. Yeah. There's no getting back on the season. So I, I would hope that you know if this is in another position or something like that, we're talking about your franchise quarterback, a guy that's going to potentially take you guys all the way one day and turn you know turn things around and keep turning things around. He's already turned things around, but keep turning things around. I wish the training staff goes up to him and say, "Look, we're sitting sitting you for at least a week, no matter what." Interesting. All right. Uh, no doubt about it. Hey, uh, one, one quick uh, college question for you as a as a former, you know, as a competitor in Maryland. And I believe I'm trying to get the times right. I believe when 
you were at Maryland, you were in the ACC, you, you took on Florida State. For them to go 13-0 and zero and not get in as a football player, what was your reaction? I felt terrible for them. Um, no doubt about it. I felt terrible for them. Because let me tell you, before the season starts, you're out there in training camp, you got your all-season programs, and they, they're out there running in that hot Florida sun, that heat, working out, and putting the time in the sweat equity, the, the, the you know, running, training through pain. And you do everything you possibly can. You go undefeated. There's nothing better than going undefeated. Nothing more you can do. And it's still not have that opportunity. They have to feel very bad. I feel, I mean, everybody should feel bad for them. I know that college football made a business decision because that's what that was. But I think at the end of the day, man, it, they, that something has to change with that because that can't happen again. Well, I don't think it will. Now we're going to go to a 12-team college football playoff. But, uh, yeah, a, a lot of people upset about it. A lot of uh, Florida State rivals uh, is static about it, uh, depending on which way uh, you lean. Yeah, it certainly made for um, just a whole bunch of, uh, of controversy here in North Florida. All right, Sean, tell us once again about the big event coming up. Yeah, uh, Saturday, January 6th, Lights Not Extreme, Fighting 13, we're back. Uh, we'll be live on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports at 6 p.m. Pacific. Don't miss this one. Big, big women's fight. Um, Abby Montez, Jackie Catalan. These guys, these girls are going to get after it. I cannot wait for this. Can't wait for everybody else to see this. So tune in, Fubo Sports, Fubo TV, January 6th. Sean, always a pleasure. We need to get you down here in the great state of Florida. Bring some fighters down here with you. Thank you. All right, thank you. There he goes, Sean Merriman. Good stuff. Always appreciate his uh, his opinion. And, um, yeah, uh, Fubo. Now, we, do, do we have Fubo in these parts? Uh, yeah, you can get it. Okay, good. I was asking because, I, I again, my DirecTV package, they, they have no problem taking out about 500 bucks a month. But, again, the GF was in Dallas, and – no, it's I, not a channel on TV. I can it's barely like – uh, oh, it's a stream. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Because I know I went to the re- – I didn't try to stream. I went to the regular television Saturday, and I noticed that ABC was no longer here. Yeah, Fubo's become like a Part of the direct TV cable, package. No, it's like a cable alternative. Like you can watch ABC and channels like that on Fubo. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I need to get with the program. <laughs> it's a, There's a lot, dude. It's not easy to keep up. I mean, I'm just kicking back. I got the weekend to myself. I got nothing going on. I'm going to watch championship Saturday. I'm going to watch the NFL on Sunday. I'm on the lazy boy. I am as relaxed and content as I can be. And again, they take 500 out each and every month. And I put it on the local ABC. And I'm told that I cannot get the game. Do you have any idea how, how aggravating that is? I mean, I understand if it's like you get ESPN Plus, ESPN but this News one is, or something. Uh, yeah. you know, this is some bizarre game. I don't know what. I'm, Maybe I'm when like, your games has, it's already started, but the other game's not over uh, yet. So you have to change to like ESPN 5 and you're like, damn, I don't have that. But this is ABC. So again, I freak out. So I text. Well, let me let me try to work on it. And you know, my son, I, I think we not we can put something together for you with the phone and get it there. And I said, you know what? Don't waste your time. I'll just call an Uber and go to a bar. 
mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I did. But anyway, yeah, I'm not familiar with all this new stuff. But uh, like Sean, appreciate his uh, opinion. There. Interesting on the cart. See, that's my point. He's he's a California guy. He's out in California. And he told us what he meant. He didn't necessarily take it from Colin Coward. He just said, get on the cart. You people here in town know the cart was there. The cart was offered. Trevor's a tough guy. He was not going to get on the cart. Yeah, but my point the whole time is, like, the medical people should override that, you know, and tell him to get his ass on the cart. Uh, Yeah, you know what? I don't care that you want to be tough. You could – I don't know what he could have done to the ankle, but – why even risk it? That's fair. That That's a fair point. I got to believe it was a toughness type of approach. And they might, they knew it was just a sprain, and they're like, whatever. Yeah. Let them walk it off, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I clearly do not know. But um, the misrepresentation of this – and by the way, at least Merriman clarified himself. He didn't make – uh, the organization a joke the way that the coward did. Uh, did he ever retract the state? I don't listen to a show. I, ne- I, I just never have. No, but today's probably not a good day to be <laughs> saying that the Jags are, you know, tip-top organization. <laughs> After the 22 yes. mil that all of a sudden yes, is missing? disappeared. Oh, my gosh. What a <laughs> nightmare that is. How, how do you steal 20? Like How you do said you steal twenty two million and no one knows? Like the level of greed from this dude. Like to to steal from work that much is like next level greed. Not even just like a few hundred thous, you know, uh, something like that. Maybe like a mill. The man stole twenty two million dollars. You need to be. <laughs> you if you're gonna cheat the system. You need to be smart about what you can get away with. Let, let me give you a, a perfect example of a buddy of mine with his company. He never plays in any golf events. He gets asked to do this. He gets asked to do that. And he laughs at him and he says, oh, no, no, no. I, you know, I play here and there. I'm not good. I'm not going to do it. The bros scratch. Okay. What he does is he plays about three times a week while he's on the company dime. He has them fooled that he's out there working hard, but he's actually playing golf, doing everything on his phone. But he covers it up masterfully by simply saying, no, thanks. I don't play golf. I'm okay? not really into it. Not That's really brilliant. my thing. Right? They think he's out giving them the nine to five or whatever it is. Um, there are ways to get away with stuff. This guy, and, and, and by the way, that's different than just out, out, you know, stealing. just flat out stealing, <laughs> yeah. cheating. And but my guess is that this stuff happens all over the place. I'm sure. But people aren't nearly as greedy as to take $22 million. I mean, what if this guy took um, $220,000? I was about to say there was He probably would have gotten away with it. That lady for the Suns, she did like a couple years in the clink. She was stealing like uh, I think it was a hundred thousand something like that. Uh, yeah, if you work in, especially if he's like the credit card, I forget exactly what his title was, but he was in charge of obviously handling lots of money. He's in charge of credit cards, and he yeah. shows up the next day in a Lamborghini with <laughs> a ninety thousand dollar watch, brand new condos. You guys want to play golf? I'm a membership at every course in Ponte Vedra. 
Okay, uh, you know, I'm, I'm inviting some folks in from other cities. Uh, I'm flying them in on a private jet. Yeah. Apparently he had to pay some gambling debts as well. Greed equals stupidity. But, yeah, that's a... That's a... Um, I can't wait for that YouTube documentary to come out. Yeah, that, that'll be... I'll be very interested. Me too. Uh, to see how... All of that came about. Because you got fired, and uh, someone on the text line says, like the movie Office Space, hilarious reference. Um, but because there's so many different revenue streams that go into that building. You know what I mean? It's Countless. It's, yeah. It's, it, and, and he got fired in February, so right. he was probably doing this for years. I think he got hired in 2017 or something. So it, you know, it took a little bit to catch up with him, I'm sure. He's never going to be able to pay back $22 million. No. They said a lot of it's in crypto. Oh, god! So that'll never be found. Even that's going up. Let me look at that. I'm still down thousands. <laughs> that, that crypto. Yeah, is... imagine if he bought it in like 2017. Right. Now what, you know, just as an example, like Bitcoin is half of what it was. It's going up a little bit the last few weeks. Okay. But it's still way down. I mean, sir, cryptocurrency, I mean, it, it literally was just like taking – money and literally driving down the road and throwing it out the window okay i mean it's like it's never it's never going to come back it's going to have to escalate the way it has the last month or so for for several years uh to get back to what price i paid for it if that makes any sense but hey you live you learn right it's only money man just don't get me fired, people. Keep me here. Okay? I got mouths to feed, including mine. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our second hour. 641-1010. That is the number here on the text line. Get, getting just a ton in tonight. Oh, they love this story. Apparently, the guy ahead of time paid for a defense attorney. Like, he was ready. He had one on retainer, like, the entire time. Out of that money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he... I knew this lifestyle wasn't going to last. I hope he's ready for federal prison. Federal prison, but i it's a white-collar crime, so you know I don't think he, you're not going to throw him in there with the murderers and the rapists, right? Well, he's going to get one of those country club deals. Uh, there's there's plenty of bad guys in the feds. Like they, they throw a lot of drug dealers that you wouldn't think. You know, not every guy who's in the feds for drugs is like, El Chapo. There's a lot of dudes who just had like a couple ounces of Coke mm-hmm. and they're just street guys. So it's it's not as white collar as you think at a lot of these federal penitentiaries. Not nowadays. Uh, I'm actually reading the book right now. Uh, John Grissom. Um, and I'm, I'm upset. Great writer. Of, it is, but I'm tired of fiction. You know, I, I, there's no more good true crime. I mean, get this one to get this one to to print. So I can read it here on this uh, Amit Patel uh, guy because I've read like everything in the world on the mob and true crime. So now I read James Patterson. I read C.J. Box. I read John Grissom. I read David Balducci. I I read all these authors. It's all fiction. And it's 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 all I got. But I'm reading this book, The Brethren. It's based right here out of Jacksonville. I, I was like shocked. They're like talking about Atlantic Beach, and this guy's placing his bets right out of Pete's bar. Um, oh, I love that! And, and, real like. Oh yeah, and he's hanging out the Sand Dollar Hotel. Real and, references. And 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 
this is like a white collar prison where there's a judge and stuff where, you know, instead of trading cigarettes or or whatever, it's it's very small amount of money because in in this prison they work for like 30 cents an hour. But it's it's almost like a real court system in a prison. The name of the book is called The Brethren. And it, it involves Jacksonville a great deal. I'm surprised I had never heard about that before. I'm sure some of you out there have read it, but I'm about halfway through it. I just began it, and uh, it appears to be pretty good. So that is a John Grisham book called The Brethren. Uh, the only two things I've heard so far are the, um, is it the Turtle, the Sand Turtle Hotel, and uh, Pete's. I haven't mentioned anything else so far. The, uh, the law firm that he works out It was, was written in the year 2000, so... Obviously it, a fictional law firm. Old references, if if they are. Yeah, he's great. He's like, there's hot women all over the place at Pete's. <laughs> You're like, oh, that is an old... That okay. must be old. And then he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, there's a lot of youngsters. There's a lot of college kids around. Therefore, the cops are out. The cops are all over the place on A1A. I mean, so you can tell that... And this is one of those deals where I'm sure he wrote it uh, with with someone else, at least I believe. I don't he know. Did. So, like, this is old enough to where I think this was when he was yeah, still yeah. writing them. Actually, on I'm himself. looking at it now. You are right. This is this is John Grisham on his own. So you can tell that obviously he spent some time here. Yeah. Whether it was just a few, you know, a week's vacation or a couple weeks vacation, I doubt very much the way that he describes this. If you know, he just found it in a magazine. Yeah, yeah. I I have to believe that. And I'm sure I could research it and find out. But yeah, Grisham and like Patterson nowadays, they have like a team of 20 writers that just like throw, he throws his name on the cover Which of it. Which is really And he doesn't stupid. even write it. That, it's, it's just a money grab. It, but, it, but it's really it's bad. It's total sellout. It's really bad. I mean, I understand that. In, I guess Hollywood, if you're going to produce a movie and you throw money at it, and even though you have nothing to do with the production, right. um, but when it comes to You're the great writing? authors of yeah. our time, you're going to let a ghost writer or, or some pseudo writer, like that John Sanford that I read, that whole Prey series, that, that's not his actual name. That's his made-up name. He doesn't even go by his real name. Um, and let me tell you something even crazier. Hacker, not even his real name. What? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Crazy. Right. Hack off tonight, by the way. Here's a shock for you. He and the family are in Disney. <laughs> Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. And apparently Rush is going to go on tour on advice from Paul McCartney. Of course, Neil Peart has passed. Neil Peart actually in this song um, wasn't even a part of it. Uh, he came he came in after this particular track and album. A lot of people don't know, Rush actually got things started in the 1960s. It's amazing. I think 68, 69, most of look at them, you know, mid-70s and on. But Alex, Lifes, uh, Alex Lifeson and um, Getty Lee apparently talking about going out on the road. So that, that would be cool. They announced a couple shows today, right? Like stadium shows, Def Leppard and uh, Journey, the Rolling Stones coming this summer. Uh, going to Vegas in February to see two U2 shows. 
And I'm taking off tomorrow night to see Andy Summers. Hey, Cimarron. You know, I used to mention the word Cimarron, or your buddy would mention the word Cimarron, and people would just laugh and say, oh, my God. You know, the place run down. The place is awful. New ownership. They have poured money into it. I played it last week. The Greens are spectacular compared to what they once were. Tee boxes, fairways, incredibly affordable. Right there on 210. Give it a shot. And, and give it a shot and then get to me. 641-1010 on the text line. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. And tell me, was it worth it? New clubhouse, indoor, outdoor. I mean, they've done everything over. I don't think anyone will argue. It's always been a great layout at Cimarron. No, no one's ever complained about the design. I think those first five holes, if you slice, you're in some trouble. You're going to find some water. But that's never been the issue. New ownership, and they really have done a markup job. Really good job. Happy for them. Because we, we need more. We need more golf courses. We do. COVID, everyone just decided to play golf. You know, COVID did one thing. It sent a lot of people home, and it sent a lot of people to the golf course. And there's never enough golf. Cimarron, give it a shot. Let me know uh, what you think. All right, everyone here now is all over the place on us with uh, John Grissom. Reportedly, he lives in Fernandina Beach. Apparently, his son played, what, Atlantic Beach High School? BK. B- Bishop at BK. Kenny, okay. He helped. John Grisham helped coach the Bishop Kenny baseball team. I like this guy more and more. I knew he loved baseball. He's ri- He actually has written like a baseball book, I think. Well, he wrote Bleachers, which was really good. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Ble- ble- Bleachers is one of the great books of, of, of like the glory days and like a few with your coach, but those who can't get over the scars of high school athletics, you should read. Bleachers. I thought it was really, you know, a, a a really good piece there. But apparently, yeah, he's I'm getting a lot of stuff in here on Stephen John King, a huge baseball fan as well. Now he's in the woods in Maine. Yeah, big Red Sox guy, right? And I read that book about the girl who loved Tom Gordon recently, aka Flash Gordon. It was a little bizarre to me because it was a Stephen King book that had somewhat of a happy ending. You know, that's rare. So I appreciate all the input on this. Our listeners Uh, know so many obscure things. I love it. Well, we love them. We love them for it. it. Here's one that I got before we get back to Trevor here because everyone's up on Trevor. Are there any other good books about Jacksonville? And I, I and you know I I admit it I'm gonna I'm I'm not really historical. I have tons of respect for our founding fathers, but I I don't need to go back into the 17 and 1800s and 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 stuff like that. I just I don't know. Maybe I got turned off with that because that's where I come from. It's so incredibly important. Um the whole Declaration of Independence and, uh, you know, that, uh, of course, a lot of the, I, I don't know, 
whole Revolutionary War right there where I was born and Paul Revere smoking a doobie and riding over the old North Bridge and all that type of stuff. Now, I mean, I've done it. I learned about it in grade school. I don't, I, don't, I don't need that. But if there's any good stuff, you know, recent stuff about Jacksonville, I would um, appreciate that. 0981BLUE, you can have Derek Trucks on anytime soon. Uh, hurt Trevor scares the hell out of me uh, behind the offense line. Sure. Uh, they got another summer. They, they got a big tour coming up in 2024. I think they've already announced the St. Augustine date. But, yeah, I'll have Derek on. And, uh, you know, looking forward to playing some golf with him, his brother David, uh, as well. 79, uh, 73, 93, Blue, I keep Trevor out until Christmas. Christmas Eve in Tampa. Jags have a laundry list of injuries. Cleveland, you said, does too. So go with C.J., should be able to take care of business with CJ and Cleveland. CJ's making four million, right? He should be able to win that game. It's it, it's a Bethard matchup against probably Joe Flacco. Now, you know the latest on Dorian Thompson Robinson is that whole concussion protocol. But give me a quick second on this because it's important. Okay, I'm going to run through it real. You know. I'm going to run through it quickly because I don't want to bore you. I hate boring you, right? Others are like, bore me? Blue, you're the cure for insomnia, man. Put on your show and I'm, I'm out. I'm dead. Um, all right. Here are the injuries. This is absolutely insane. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. The Cleveland Browns have 16 football players on their injury report. I have Amari Cooper, Marquise Goodwin. They're two starting wide receivers. In doubt, Amari Cooper has not practiced in the last couple of days because of a concussion. And, you know, it really looks as though he is not going to be able to give it a go. Also concussed is Marquise Goodwin. Okay? He may not be able to give it a go. Three of their top five offensive linemen are on the injury report. That includes uh, Garen Christian, the left tackle, Wyler Teller, the right guard, left guard, Joel uh, uh, Bitten, uh, I think it's Betonio, Joel Betonio, okay? Their tight end, David Joku. Obviously, they're down to Sean Watson. Right now, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Let me see what the official word on him was today with his concussion. All right, he's been limited both days. So, you know, there is a chance. Kareem Hunt. With a growing, did not practice yesterday, was limited today. So some improvement there for Kareem Hunt. Let's take a look at the defense, okay? Their secondary, Denzel Ward and uh, Juan Thornhill, two members of the secondary. As we know, Thornhill with the calf did not practice yesterday. We talked about it, limited today. Uh, Denzel Ward, the shoulder. Limited both days. Uh, There's some other backups as well. But as you can tell, this is a completely beaten up football team. Cleveland did get one bit of good news today. And frankly, it's scary news. That's Miles Garrett. They held him out yesterday 
because of rest, and it also says shoulder. It's really a weird um, listing of his injury. It says not injury-related, rest, and then it says shoulder, all right? But he did not practice on Wednesday. He practiced in full today. He played last week. He wasn't in the box score. That, that right there is a massive part of Trevor Lawrence playing or not playing. There's no Cam Robinson. Walker Little, the Jaguars still have four players who have not practiced. Okay. Trey Herndon with the concussion has not practiced. Christian Kirk, we know, is gone probably for the remainder of the year. Uh, Brenton Strange, who was a scratch on Monday night, did not practice with the foot. And Walker Little with the hamstring. He didn't practice yesterday. He didn't practice today. So now you're talking about your third string left tackle, who was Blake Hans. We also know that Ezra Cleveland has been taking some snaps there. No media availability during any of this team work, but he did speak on it in the locker room. So you're talking about the combination of Blake Hans and maybe Ezra Cleveland. The interior offensive line has been terrible, has been awful. There's no way to protect it. There's no way for me to say anything other than that. It's been bad for Fortner. It's been bad for all the left guards. And it's been bad for Brandon Sheriff at the right guard. This football team right now can't run. And I don't think it's all on the backs. First of all, Travis Etienne's got a chest problem. He's got a ribs problem. Right, And then you saw what they tried to do last week with Dearness Johnson. It it did not work. And, you know, Tank Bigsby didn't even get a carry last week. I I know I've done this quite a bit, but it deserves to be discussed. Travis Etienne is third in the NFL in carries with 205. He's got an average of 3.8 a carry. And he's got a bulk of... Uh, you know, he's received the football the majority of the time. 205 carries. Dearness Johnson, 31 carries. 90 yards. That's an average of 2.9. Tank Bigsby, your third-round draft pick. 36 carries. 86 yards. 2.4. That, that's bad. That's bad. And if you can't run the ball, against the good Cleveland rush defense, a good overall Cleveland defense. You look at Cleveland, they're, um, they're 10th in the NFL in scoring defense. They have a better scoring defense than Jacksonville. Jacksonville, uh, you know, Jacksonville gives up 21.6 a game. The, uh, the, uh, the, the Browns, um, 20.4, okay? They're also a very good rush defensive team, is Cleveland. So, if you have a third-string left tackle, you've been really struggling with your interior offensive line. You can't run the ball. You still want to play Trevor Lawrence. I'm not playing him. If I was a betting man, Or a betting woman. I think I'd bet that he plays. I do. 
I mean, three people yesterday, one on air, John Osha, made it seem like he was going to play yesterday. And then he got out there today on a limited basis. I, if I was a better, I would bet that he plays. I wouldn't play him, but I've explained that thoroughly. Uh, J.J. has as well over the first 90 minutes of our show. And, and I appreciate all the input you're giving us. You, you've made a lot of really good points on this. All right, when we come back, a little bit more on the Jaguars. Uh, we do want to get to our weekly picks. Did, did, did you see the blast by Jamal Adams? Did you happen to see that story, J.J., or that one sneak by you? Was that where he said something to a reporter? Yes. About his wife? <laughs> yes. I mean. Yeah, it was very rude. So the reporter tweeted a video of him getting burned against whatever that tight end's name is. And he said, yes. For the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, Ferguson, Jamal- Ferguson. And, yeah, he he retweeted it, and he said, yikes. Yeah. And so Jamal Adams, being the classy guy he is, retweeted that reporter's – a picture of that reporter's wife, who, by the way, doesn't even look bad. No, she looks she good. She looks like a totally normal chick. And he goes, yikes. And, of course, the Internet was appalled by that, as they should be. I think you leave the family out. Absolutely, man. I mean, the guy, are we not allowed to take shots at football players anymore as media members? I mean, like, that was that was Adams' excuse. He sort of doubled down on it. He was just like, hey, they're taking personal shots at me. I'm going to take personal shots at you. And it's um, like, I don't know. I, I just members, don't though? see it the same way. I mean, it happens in politics all the time. But that's a totally different world. And... You know, people can't wait to pick on this Brittany Mahomes girl. And 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 I will say that she brings some of that on. She herself. puts herself out there. Right. You know, she's at the game, she's in the limelight, but I, I think she gets a lot unnecessarily too. Members of the media, and I don't even know who this scribe is. I guess he's with the Jets and he covers them on the beat. Yeah, and he's a local guy. Of course, Adams was there and they do not get along, which is very typical. Mm-hmm. Historically speaking, there's been a lot of reporters who have not seen eye to eye with players and coaches, but you don't out a family member like that. I I just don't understand um, what and you're going to gain by even that. in politics, right? When they go after the family, it'll be like, "Hey, Hunter Biden is does crack or whatever." It's like never about the looks. Of the person. You know, even that's like a low blow. Even if Trump did that, people would be like, hey, Donald, that's pretty low for you. You know, like, that's just, that's not something anyone does. It's it's just rude. When I was growing up <laughs> learning about politics, I think I knew more about Billy Carter than President Jimmy Carter. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, p- picking on family members, politically he speaking, was like a, is something that has always happened. He was like the dumb, goofy brother, right? Right. They made a beer after yeah. him. Yeah. I still, I got in my bar. I got a bill. <laughs> I got, I got a full can of Billy's Billy beer, beer that came out in, uh, I don't know, mid seventies, late seventies. I don't even know when it came out. Yeah. But, everybody's like, "Hey, Trump, your son looks like he's on blow," but yeah. no one's like, "Hey, Trump, you're." 
son's or your daughter's super ugly or something. Like, Don't get me wrong. You should be able to pick on – whenever someone gets upset with me, they'll tell me I'm overfed. <laughs> yeah. Or so, and, and, and that's part of it. I can handle that. But It's different making fun of guys. Right. I'm sorry. Right. It just is. You shouldn't bring an innocent wife. Yeah, what the hell? And the only thing worse than that, oh, by the way, is children. I mean, just – That's nasty. Keep, keep the family out. Um, that, that's my deal. Uh, with that, if you want to take a shot at the reporter, fine. Yeah, you know, there's other ways to get to him. I'm sure of it. But and, and yeah, and I agree with you. I, I I think she's an attractive lady. Yeah, it wasn't like there was a I got to be honest. Hundred pound whale out there. When I heard it, when I heard <laughs> you were it, expecting something I had to worse. go look for it. Yeah, it, it it was not a picture of her in the major story that I saw. Mm-hmm. I had to go look for him. I had to go look for At images. his Twitter. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay. I mean, he's got nothing to be yeah, upset that, about. Yeah, that, that was what made it But really even weird. if she was unattractive, if he loves her, who the hell cares for crying out loud? I mean, you can't. I don't know. I, I just don't. All right, we got much more to do. Take you up till 8 o'clock tonight. More on this as well. We're going to make our picks. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. John Rahm going to the live, so he will not be here for the players. At least that's our thinking. We'll have plenty of time to really dive into that story as we move forward. How about college, man? Trevor Etienne. Wow. That hurts the Gators. Adam Fuller gets a three-year contract extension at Florida State as a defensive coordinator. There's not a Florida State fan alive who didn't think he should have been fired three years ago, myself included. And if you can't admit it after not going to a prevent defense against Jacksonville State, then you are a liar, okay? Um, I do a lot of things, but I do not lie. Old friend Manny Diaz reportedly on his way to Duke to be the next head coach after a nice run consecutive years as the defensive coordinator at Penn State. Now, the Otterson Wealth Advisors Risk Reward Picks of the Week. Otterson Wealth Advisors, your goals, our expertise. All right, it was an interesting week. Let me look back here on it. I uh, got all of the details right here. Rick Bowie went 3-2 and two in college. JJ went 3-2 and two in college. Ballou went 4-1 and one in the NFL. His only loss was the Jaguars. JJ, you went 2-3. and three. Mm. I lost an overtime game, and then the the Broncos-Texans. Russ, right at the end. Hmm. Screw me. I won an overtime yeah, game. Yeah, Colts. Colts-Titans. So season numbers. Baloo, 83 and 47. JJ, 75 and 55. It's getting out of hand. It's getting late. We have a college game that has been of major importance forever oh, yeah. and ever and ever. Army and Navy. You put it all on the line when these two get after it coming up on Saturday afternoon, the only college football game of the day. And it's it's basically a pretty even line. They, they're going to play it this year in New England. They're going to play it in oh. Foxborough at, uh, at Gillette Stadium. Usually it's in Philly or D.C., Something like that, but they they are going to Foxborough. Uh, the Patriots actually playing tonight 
against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to be fun to listen to Al Michaels. Oh, he's going to love this. Game. Over under 30 for tonight. It's humble. It's like that Louisville. Uh, it's like that uh, Iowa Rutgers game. Which hit the under, by the way. Yeah. It was 26. No doubt about it. Army-Navy, um, I'm up first. Uh, since I have the lead, give you the opportunity to go against me. I'm going to take Army. Yeah, I'm going to go Army as well just because they beat Air Force uh, and Navy lost to Air Force. That's all I got. All right, that's coming up at 3, th- uh, 3 o'clock on CBS on Saturday, the Army-Navy football game. Later on that night, the Heisman, my, my Heisman ballot is in. I can't believe Heisman voters did cast their vote. Some did. Uh, before the games that were played this weekend. That, that is just bizarre. Shameful. It is. I mean, <laughs> anyway, I'll talk about it. I, I respect the rules. They don't want me talking about anything until after the uh, the Heisman is announced coming up on Saturday. All right, you're up. Pats at Steelers. It's tonight. I'm going to go with the Pats, actually. They've given up 10 points or less in the last three games and lost all of those games. I think it's finally time. They get a win. I'm going with the Patriots. Yeah, I kind of want to see Belichick grab some more of these wins, get close to Shula. I mean, I'm okay with it either way, but I I just think Pittsburgh has more to play for. Obviously, they have a chance of picking up one of these three wild card spots. And if you're the Pats, you want to lose from here on out. Pats fans do. Yeah. Right? I talked to my brother. I talked to my dad. My Players dad, will never yeah, tank. Players won't. No, obviously Belichick wants some of these wins. But uh, who knows what's going to end up happening there? I mean, this could be it for Bill Belichick. Oh, God, that would Well, you would think he'd be able to get out the way that he wanted uh, to get out. But that's a different fan base, and that's the whole East Coast. Look at Doug Peterson. He won a Super Bowl in Philly, and he was out almost immediately after the fact. It's... It's absolutely crazy. All right, another interesting game. Tampa Bay going to Atlanta. I think the Falcons are going to win this game at home. I like the Bucks. I think they're going to go on a little run here and win that division. All right, you were up. Detroit goes to Chicago. Lions, they struggled with Chicago a couple weeks ago. I think they'll turn it around. Yeah, Detroit, um, I'm with you as, here, uh, with you, uh, as well here. I'm going to take Detroit on the road. Pretty good divisional matchup here. Uh, Detroit favored by three and a hook as they go to Chicago. All right. Short week for the Bengals. They're a one and a half point home favorite against Indianapolis. This Colts game shows a lot of fire. They really do. I'm going to go against them here. I was so impressed with Jake Browning. He just really fooled Jacksonville. And, of course, they had so much success running the football. The Colts do have a tape to study however, and that could affect them positively. Uh, We will see, but I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Colts just because there's no way Browning can play like he did here two weeks in a row. I'm going to go with Minshew, the quasi-starting quarterback over the backup quarterback in Browning. Right back to you. It is a C.J. Stroud-Zach Wilson matchup (laughs) in New Jersey at 1 o'clock. On Sunday. I'm going with the Texans on the road to stay within a game of the Jags. You know, and everything that we've said tonight about Trevor Lawrence, our thoughts on it, you got Sean Merriman's thoughts on it, I've got several hundred of you texting your opinion on it. Look at these two games here. Indy's a a one-and-a-half-point 
underdog at Cincinnati. They very easily can win that game. Houston is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in New York. They could very easily win that game. You know that if the Colts and the Texans win and the Jaguars lose, all of a sudden you're going to head to week 14 with a logjam at the top. You're going to have three teams with records of eight and five. Now, the tiebreaker is going to favor Jacksonville over Indianapolis, but they're tied with Houston. So, yeah, I mean, this league right now is crazy. And the AFC South playing better football than certainly I thought they would outside of Jacksonville. All right, let's get to, um, boy, another one. Buffalo and Kansas City. Uh, Who's up? Is it you? I think it's me who's up here. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Is Kansas City lost... Two out of the last three or two? In, I think they lost two out of the last three. I'm going to take Kansas City here. Uh, well, they lost to Green Bay, and the week before they lost to, uh, I think they lost a couple in a row, right? The Eagles on Monday night? Uh, let me see. Kansas City has lost. No, they lost one. Oh, they beat the Raiders. They yeah. came back from 14 down. Yeah. You know, and, and we do know that that Buffalo, um, you know, had the bye and, 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 and played – Against, I mean, they've had a brutal schedule. Has San Francisco? Uh, excuse me. Has uh, has Buffalo, and certainly that came in in that loss uh, the other night against Philadelphia. Uh, which way are you going to go here? I'll go Kansas City. All right. Who's you your take? I took Kansas City. Okay. You are up. Sunday night football. Philadelphia, Dallas. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I am too. Well. Playing some really good football. No question about it. That leaves us with Monday night football, Green Bay at New York. Man, can I take the Packers again? What, what they're doing is is really insane. I just don't think at this particular time you can feel comfortable at all bet, you know, betting or just picking a team out of New York. So I'm going to take the Packers here. Yeah, same. All right, and you are up. Final pick is a big one. It is Jacksonville at Cleveland coming up Sunday at 1 o'clock. I think Trevor plays, so I think the Jags go in there, and I think they win. You know, I picked Jacksonville today. Hayes Carlin and I did our podcast, Death Taxes in Duval. Hayes called for a very ugly game and like a 13-10 Cleveland win. And I chose Jacksonville not knowing whether or not Trevor Lawrence is going to play. I still don't know if he's going to play, although if I was a betting man, I would guess he is. But Jacksonville has shown a lot of fight this year when it appears that things are down, particularly after that Houston loss. And then they turn it around again, and they won immediately after that San Francisco loss. This football team has responded all year after losses outside of the KC Houston two in a row at home. And I think that's the difference. Uh, this Cleveland team has so much to play for, as we know, uh, including the playoffs, a wild card spot. I think the Jaguars are going to get this sour taste out of their mouth and get back into their winning ways before an enormous game a week from Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. All right, final thoughts coming up. We'll put, uh, uh, yeah, the final touches on this one. And uh, then we'll talk with you again, at least this show. It'll be Monday from 6 to 8. 
Now, today's takeaways, brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. I absolutely love Key. Love my uh, GMC Sierra truck and the GF, of course, or Buick Enclave. Uh, my oldest daughter got her a used car from Key. So plenty in the lot. The summer incentives are out and available. Uh, no question. It's all about Trevor Lawrence today. I think this is remarkable that he actually got out there in practice. It's trending as though he has a chance to play. Tomorrow is enormous. As you know, they travel Saturday uh, to Cleveland. Um, Will we know at some point? Will anything come out? Or will we find out 90 minutes before kick on Sunday? Either way, just keep it right here in your home. And the Jaguars will absolutely keep you in the know both on 92.5 as well as our flagship, which is 1010. Folks, that's going to do it. I'm off tomorrow. JJ will have uh, prime time, but he will be off tomorrow night as well. So uh, have a fantastic weekend. Be safe. Enjoy the game. The next time that we get an opportunity to talk will be Monday at 6 o'clock. I don't check the text line, so if you want to get a hold of me at any time, Just get me on Twitter and or X. That's Baloo1010XL. Have a safe weekend, everyone. We'll talk Monday at 6.